The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success show where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. My name is Jihad. I'm your host on this show. Throughout the show, dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them 0779 <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Our guest today is Rhoda Imam, who is a mom of four and a community development lead. She has also been in the personal development space for over four years as a business mindset coach, as well as organizing and facilitating, doing public speaking and personal development events for women. Rhoda will be sharing with us today how she how she was someone who was always stopped herself from doing things she wanted to do. And all this was because she had fear of not doing well, fear of failure, fear of what others would say, fear of not being qualified, and the list goes on and on. In 2019, as a mum of three, long before COVID hit, Rhoda made a decision to fix up and work on herself, to take things seriously, to stop planning, and to start taking action. This one shift in intention set the motion for her, a motion which meant she was able to work on her personal development and also make money from home. Today, Rhoda is here to tell us or to tell all those women who have ambitions and plans to go for it. Nothing can stop you but yourself. Overcome your mindset hurdles and go for it. Things will not be smooth or always easy, but a small positive shift and intention can really set the motion for your life. Rhoda, so lovely having you with us today and what amazing background, mashallah. Welcome to the Arise a Success Show, Rhoda. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Jad. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm doing well, alhamdulillah. A bit tired from a very long day, but um, really, really happy to be here. Thank you so much, Jad. And thank you so much for the intro as well. You're most welcome. And it is very cold today as well, right? Very so, cold. Oh. Yes. Very, very cold. Literally the yes, cold day, long. Yeah, yeah, I hope, uh, hope it's not going to be getting any colder than this, but uh, let's see, we are in the middle of winter. Yeah. So with that said, Mashallah Roda, amazing background as mentioned. If you can tell us, perhaps if we start with um, telling us a bit more about the work you do and how did you get into business mindset coaching? Okay, so um, so a little bit about what I do. So I've actually been in the um, third sector um, mm. industry for a while, like I'm um, basically NGO. Um, and I've been working for a small charity organization, community organization, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like, it's been about seven years working there where I basically manage, organize, lead the development of community projects. Mm-hmm. And I do also, um, I'm actually heavily involved in terms of the raising funds. So I am always like funding, um, doing funding applications and trying to raise funds so that we can continue with the great work we do. We do work for, uh, it's a BAME organization, so we work with uh, people from minority ethnic backgrounds. Um, We've got uh, communities from Afghanistan, from Somalia, from uh, different regions of the world. Um, So initially we did, I did, because I used to volunteer um, at the center itself, the same center that I'm working for right now. And, working with like various different people, um, working with like mainly a lot of women, I would say, and also young people. So um, to be honest, I've been really, really passionate about what I do. And I don't see myself doing anything else. Um, I don't see myself doing anything else, to be honest, in terms of uh, the work that I do. I think it's something where you're actually giving back to the community. You're not j- just working for the sake, oh, I'm, I'm working to um, earn a salary. It's more than that. There's a lot involved. Like, um, literally last week, I was basically um, leading facilities in the winter camp. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a lack of staff, so I had to literally go in and um, lead some of the activities with the young people. And a lot of that, to be honest, there's a lot where I give my own time, like um, volunteer, have to let my kids do also kind of like go to the center itself. So it's really nice, like a really nice community um, environment. As for business mindset coaching, um, I've been coaching for a few years now, but in terms of 
um, how I got into the whole industry. Um, it's my personal development journey basically started in, I would say around 20, 2018, almost 2019. I was heavily pregnant then mm-hmm. uh, with um, my third born, who's actually um, like almost five now. Um, and I basically, for me, to be honest, I've always like, I was always trying to figure out, okay, well, like, what do I need to do? Those times where I would feel low and I was trying to figure out, like, am I doing the right thing in life? Always reflecting on myself. And it, this is nothing to do with um, any work that I've done. Like, I've not, I, I, at that point, I barely read much in terms of personal development, but I was very passionate about, um, I would say definitely trying to work on, like, my, my mental health. Mm. I feel like I, I struggled a lot and growing up, and I feel like I... I think being a mum, like being a mother, at, the, at that time I had two young young children. I think they were age four and five at the time. They're almost mm-hmm. nine and ten, um, nine and ten now. And I was thinking, like, I don't want to be like I don't want my kids to pick up on the traits that I had. And I feel mm-hmm. like I didn't, um, I didn't stop until like there's certain things that I was doing um, where I would, for example, I would look down on myself. Sorry, that. I would struggle with self-confidence. Yeah, sorry, I lost you for a second. Yeah, you know, I can hear you now. Yeah, so I would struggle with, like, self-confidence and, um, to be honest, struggled a lot in terms of, like, expressing myself and mm. just to being, like, all-round happy. And I felt like me being a mum was the turning point for me. I was like, do you know what? I need to make changes. I don't want my kids to see me, like, miserable all the time. I need to make sure that they're not picking up on these streets Mm-hmm. so that they're stronger um, as individuals. And I think that's literally the reason why I kind of like started my um, personal development journey. And from there, it was basically what I did was um, I basically um, researched the typical how to make money from home. At the time, mm-hmm. I was at home. I was heavily pregnant. I had um, the other two um, going into, I think one was in nursery and one was just going into reception at that time. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to start making changes. Like, I need to take action. I was always the kind of person who plans, organizes, but never implements. And Mm. I think the turning point for me was definitely making that intention um, that I want to make changes. Like, that's it, that I need to really, like, change things around. I need to stop comparing myself. I need to stop looking down on myself. I need to stop thinking about what others um, would, would say about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how I started started my journey. So it literally started from me being a virtual assistant, actually. So I I worked I I first of all I worked in like um, various freelancing um, ver- various freelancing websites, for example, Upwork and Fiverr. And from there, basically, I picked up like a lot because I was learning along the way. Like I don't have a background in marketing, business, none of that. It's just I literally learned um, along the way. So, for example, mm. like someone, a client would come to me and tell me, okay, I need to, let's say I've got like some co- copywriting to do, um, maybe some editing to do for like a newsletter. And I would literally be like, yep, I can do it. Literally. Um, I didn't look that. I was like, do you know what? I can do this. Um, I think it was definitely the major point was thinking, um, knowing that I can actually do things. I don't have to like, we, anything is doable. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing in terms of like the shift that I, um, that happened in terms of like my personal development journey and also being in business as a business mindset coach. So from there, it was like the freelancing and then I became a virtual assistant eventually. So I learned how to market myself on Instagram, on Facebook. And from there, I learned how to uh, find clients. Mm -hmm. And I just saw myself in a world where, I was literally surrounded by so many, like it was, it was literally, um, I would say Muslim coaches at the mm-hmm. time. And it was during the pandemic when everything was like, you know, there's everyone's like, there was a lot, there was a, there was a high increase in terms of like the number of people doing being in this field. Mm-hmm. And so Alhamdulillah, like I was really making a lot of money as a virtual assistant mm-hmm. working with these coaches. And from mm-hmm. there I was like, you know what? Like I think, um, as much as I loved what I was doing, like I, as much as I love generating income and like finding a whole world that I never knew of before, mm-hmm. I was not as, I felt like I was missing something. Like I wanted a bit more challenge. Like I didn't, I really, I would say I didn't really enjoy doing the same task over and over again. Mm-hmm. And for my work, I think with, in the community, I've always kind of like coached people, mentored people, consulted 
without me realizing that it's actually that mm. he actually has a whole field of his own yeah and to be honest and that's how that's how i started so i would say like i've already had experience from my community work mm. um i didn't know that i could kind of like that this could be my thing like this mm. could be something that i could call my own like i could call myself uh, a coach and mm. it's like a business mindset coach i know that you were the business side of things but a majority of it is definitely the mindset and the mindset definitely i would say comes from my own work my own experience on the journey that i took from 2018 till date it, i think that's what led me to the whole like showed me okay there's a lot that you can do by tweaking your own mindset in order for you to actually achieve and alhamdulillah i'm able to carry on this work like in the community i'm still working in the community i am mm. on a bit of a break in terms of the coaching but inshallah um i'm still like you know like i i try to utilize the tools that i've learned and everything with my own kids um because mm -hmm. i actually homeschool them right now um i try my best to implement like positive self-talk and like you know to show you that anything is possible and like to just take action yeah um yeah wow love it mashallah subhanallah it feels like that allah was guiding you through it all yeah, i would say definitely mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. honestly, like when I think about it, it's that intention that I made and I never thought mm -hmm. of it. Okay, this is the intention is, okay, I'm going to make this intention to actually switch things around. I'm actually going to take action. I think that was the intention that changed everything for me. A hundred percent. Like, and you know, I didn't really notice at the time. At the time, I feel like I wasn't really like, you know, like you just pray, you just like, you know, um, you read Quran, but you're not really like, I feel like I wasn't as focused in terms of like mm -hmm. my deen mm -hmm. and throughout the journey um from when i started to now honestly like i feel like it has helped me alhamdulillah get closer to allah i mm. have met people that i never thought i would meet and imagine everything's like online i've met some of these um lovely women um offline i've met you offline like it's really mm. nice to, like connect with people and to find the people like the right people around you the people who motivate you in terms of i would say definitely um in terms of um islam mm. alhamdulillah wow beautiful subhanallah and i personally needed this advice myself because you know i i know i'm, I'm in the process of kind of um i don't know if i actually told you about the personality work but i'll speak to you offline about it but i'm in the process of kind of developing a website and and trying to take it further and yeah. sometimes we forget it's like having that reliance on the last like the next step's like oh my god so what's going to happen the next step how do i start getting clients and this and that yeah. so uh sometimes when you stay focused on that you forget yeah. and you just gave me a really good reminder which is about the intention having that yeah. intention like Allah has guided you through it you didn't have that plan you were doing it naturally which is coaching people because you have it in you subhanallah mm -hmm. um, and it's like Allah has kind of just guided you through the whole process with that intention and action as well so uh, it's a great reminder for me and inshallah a great reminder for all of us as well inshallah and our dear listeners as well so jazakallah it's been really really great inshallah hearing um these things that you've shared i'm just going to remind our dear listeners just in case anybody joined us a bit later is that we have Rhoda with us on the show today who is a mom of four and a community development lead she has also been in the personal development space for over four years as a business mindset coach, as well as organizing and facilitating, doing public speaking and personal development events for women. Rhoda sharing with us today how her fears have stopped her from doing things she always wanted to until she decided to work on those, on those fears. Rhoda now helps women with ambitions and plans to act upon them and overcome their mindset hurdles in order to achieve what they want in life. Dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, uh, any specific questions for Rhoda, please feel free feel free to send them on 0779481822. So I just mentioned um, in the description now, Rhoda, about your fears. So maybe if we can talk a little bit more about the fears that you've had that stopped you from doing all the things that you wanted to do. You'll kind of touch upon them briefly. If we can talk about them a little bit more, because I think that's something that certainly stopped me in the past. And I'm sure that applies to all of, a lot of people as well. And maybe some of our listeners can relate to this. It would be great to kind of get to know a bit more about them. And um, after after you share them, we'll talk about how you managed to overcome, overcome them. Okay. Um, in terms of fears, I would say... <laughs> It, the number one always what would people think what yeah. would people think like if i do this if i do that like what would like someone say and i think that 
that was like the biggest thing like growing up I was always that person like I just wanted to please everyone mm. but myself and mm. honestly I feel like that is the worst thing you can do to yourself yeah. um because it's like you'll see no progress like I've always like I was always ambitious like growing up I've always been ambitious like I'm always the kind of person like who wants to do things I've got so many ideas always <laughs> since I was like really young until like you know as an adult as a mom and then um working and then as a coach itself but it's always this thing like what would people think if I do this if I do that like what are they gonna say what are they gonna and it's really sad because that really stops you like mm-hmm. that small thing can sw- can stop you from achieving big yeah. um talking about this I can go back to um I remember my first time applying for university and what I wanted to do was psychology as mm-hmm. a and I told a few people, family members, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm applying to do psychology. They're like, what's that going to do for you? You're not going to get a job. And I remember, like, I was so passionate about it. Like, I was like, I was set. I was like, this is what I want to do. I don't know how many years ago this is, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I think it was back in 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I one of the unis that I applied for, I think it was, called, uh, it was Goldsmith University in London. Um, I basically applied and they had, um, I think they, they do interviews. So I was invited to, for an interview and I did the interview and it was like the best thing I've ever done. Like, cause I struggled, like I was, I had like serious anxiety, struggled to express myself, communicate. And when it came to stuff like interviews and I, I just wouldn't be able to do it, but because mm-hmm. of the passion, like the passion, I was so excited, like to do this, um, I did really well like the interview was so good and they gave me like um unconditional offer to um go to the university to do psychology mm-hmm. and I remember going back home and telling I like my parents are, like really like my alhamdulillah um very like for them like they support you like whatever you want to do do it but then I told other people and I was like I'm going to do psychology I got into goals and they're like what's that going to do for you like I thought you were going to do medicine because I was the plan was for me to do medicine and everything and like and because of that one because of those comments, I basically mm-hmm. declined the offer. Oh my God, and really? Wow. I declined the offer and I was literally confused. And I went basically, um, applied for a degree in physiology with the aim of basically doing three years and then afterwards applying for a postgrad in medicine, uh, to do medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my, I remember starting, so I started, so I applied to the physiology. I went and I, I, I got into the physiology degree um, mm-hmm. in September, let's say, of, like, of I think it was like 20. I think I'll say 2010. Um, and then I remember the first two weeks, I hated it so much. I hated it so much to the point where I was like, I'm going to quit this. And I met a girl in the university and she was telling me about another degree. So she, she was telling me about radiotherapy and oncology, which is what she was doing from the same mm-hmm. university. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds so interesting. So I went and switched mid-year, like in literally uh, the first, uh, I would say it's like the first two months of university. And I switched from physiology to radiotherapy and oncology. And from then I did a whole two years. And honestly, as my, I really love like work, like, cause it was like, um, it's a very practical based kind of like degree. Cause we do have to work in hospital half the time and uh, half the time, half the time will be in university. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like my second year, like the last, basically I was about to finish my second year going into the third year. I got really sick and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was traveling mm-hmm. literally from London to Reading every day for placement. It was like mm-hmm. a two and a half hour journey. And obviously with London traffic, like it was just, it was hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time I was like, why am I doing this? Mm. why am I doing this I only did all of that like I went through all of that just because I'm trying to please people yeah and I struggled up to the point where I end up in hospital because my body was like burnt out like severely sick where the doctors were so confused like they didn't know what was wrong with me but the only Mm. thing like now like thinking back um I'm it was definitely it was definitely burnt burnout like I was Mm. so burnt out I think I was exhausted physically mentally um and I ended up quitting that year mm-hmm. and instead I basically converted um so the degree that I did at the, at the end in the end I end up um having a degree in health science so I just converted mm-hmm. the credits that I got from the radiotherapy and oncology and completed a health science degree but the whole process of what I'm talking about is this whole journey let was literally because I went through all of that because I'm scared of what people what would people think Mm. Or, and I'm scared of like people's comments and I'm always trying to please others 
Mm. And oh. yeah, like literally a journey where, subhanAllah, I feel like uh, for me, I feel like the when I think things have changed, I think when I did take the, make the intention, okay, that I need to make changes. And the first mm. thing is definitely to stop thinking about what others would, would think. And I think because of that, I've been able to do much more, achieve so much, do things I never ever imagined to do. Like I never thought I'd be able to do public speaking, like stand up and speak in front of people. I never thought I'd be able to host my own events. Mm-hmm. That was like a dream. I used to think like you have to be so big to do all of that. Like you have to be so qualified, but it just shows you like anything is possible. Like we can do anything, but we just have to stop these fears from like taking over our, our life, our lives, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. SubhanAllah, wow. It's like, we're listening to you, it's like what you're saying to kind of just listen to yourself. Yes, it's good to seek advice, but not to do it for other people. And it feels like you wasted years of your life mm-hmm. and you could have been doing what you wanted. So that's a great message to send out there. So jazakallah khair. Now with those fears, where do you think they come from? For you, where do you think they came from? And you've kind of touched upon a little bit more about how you've overcome them. Are there any other strategies that you've used or was that the only strategy that you think has actually made you realize which is setting intention and then acting upon it? Uh, were there any other strategies and where do you think those fears have come from? We've got a few I, minutes before the break, so yeah, I'll go for it. Okay, so I would say in terms of the fears, mm. I think I grew up, like, I literally grew up in an environment where, so I'm the eldest in my family. Um, I've always lived like with family like we always have like aunts uncles around and like people always saying things and I grew up being labeled that shy very shy girl Mm. I wasn't able to express myself and I think I struggled as a result like I was always trying to like be perfect try to please everyone try to be like really good and like and I carried on you know like you just carry on um with that personality Mm. without you realizing into adulthood and you're like oh my god like, why am I not happy? Why am I not, like, why am I not okay? And it's just this thing where I just carried on, like, with those labels. I let those labels, I would say, take over me. I let those label, labels, I would say, lead me, like, mm. lead my decisions and who I was as a person. And I think that's where a lot of the fears came from. I was so scared of, like, saying something wrong. I was so scared of being told, oh, you think... So, for example, like, when I... I remember when I mentioned the psychology thing, it was like, oh what's that going to do for you? Like, mm-hmm. where, how are you going to get a job? And like, mm-hmm. there was a lot. And then thinking about it now is like, like what, are, who are they to judge? Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Like, we are like humans, as humans, like we just judge every, like we don't know what's going to happen. Allah, Allah guides us. Like he knows like what you're capable of and what you're not. But mm-hmm. you see people literally kind of like dictating your life, kind of like mm-hmm. directing you to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah like i think i think it's just this thing where the fear just comes like it just without you realizing you just see yourself yeah completely lost i would say mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And i think it's something that i definitely instill in my kids like i always make sure like i tell them okay like if you're feeling a certain way like express it talk to me tell me about it and i think that's what i never had like growing up i struggled because of the labels yeah. Because I was scared, oh my god, I'm going to be told off. Because I was scared, I'm going to be told, oh, what are you talking about? Like, you're being silly now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I struggled a lot because of this fears, I would say, definitely from childhood. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like continued growing up, or I kind of like continued as I grew up um, yeah. with it. In terms of dealing with these um, fears, yeah. yeah. I would say just taking action. Like I was just like, do you know what? I have to just get on with it. What's the mm. worst that could happen? Like mm. I, I remember, like with the, for example, like um, certain things when it comes to like the business side of things. I remember, I I didn't want anyone to know like what I was doing in terms of, like social media, mm. and so I would try my best to make sure like people that knew me didn't know what I was doing. And then mm. thinking about it, it's like, what was the point of that? It's not like I was doing anything wrong. Like, mm. does that make sense? Like I wasn't really doing anything wrong. Like it's. Um, yeah, like I think definitely reflecting as well, like reflecting on what is the reason behind a certain feeling or a thought. Why am I thinking certain ways? Mm-hmm. I think that's been my biggest, um, definitely uh, motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, in te- like taking the intentions, reflecting, and 
putting my trust in Allah. Yeah. I think I struggled. I never really used to think of it like that before. I'll mm-hmm. make dua, like if I'm having struggles, if I'm having severe, like when I'm feeling like really anxious, I would make dua. Mm-hmm. I never used to do that before. And I feel like this has really opened up a lot for me. Like, I feel like in, even in terms of confidence, literally, the fact that I know, like, okay, I can make dua to Allah, I mm. could, and things will change. Like, I don't have to be, like, thinking about others. Yeah. Like, of course, like, I'll be sad, like, we're human, and we still go back into, like, no one's perfect. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I don't think I still do those things. But mm. I think I've got strategies to work around it. Like, I know that I'm not going to let these thoughts um revolve like i'm not gonna let these thoughts like literally control me because yeah. there was a point where i would literally be thinking about things so much up to the point where it ruined my day like i'll be so stressed out over the something so small of what someone said and it's like it doesn't even make sense yeah absolutely absolutely sorry brother i'm gonna have to stop here because we're going no for a short break so we literally got just 15 seconds so do listeners do stay tuned this is um aspire fm luton on one of four 105.1 will begin for a very short break so please do stay tuned inshallah we'll continue after the break assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz listen to inspire fm shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple podcasts or spotify Assalamualaikum everyone, welcome back to the Arise to Success show. We have Rhoda Imam with us today who is a mom of four and a community development lead. She has also been in the personal development space for over four years as a business mindset coach as well as organizing and facilitating doing public speaking and personal development events for women. Rhoda is sharing with us today how she was someone who was always stopped herself from doing things she wanted to do and all this was because she had fear of not doing well, fear of failure, fear of what others would say, fear of not being qualified and the list goes on and on. In 2019, as a mom of three, long before COVID hit, Rhoda made a decision to fix up and work on herself, to take things seriously, to stop planning and to start taking action. This one shift in intention set the motion for her, a motion which which meant she was able to work on her personal development and also make money from home. Today, Rhoda is here to tell us or to tell all those women who have ambitions and plans to go for it. Nothing can stop you but yourself. Overcome your mindset hurdles and go for it. Things will not be smooth or always easy, but a small positive shift and intention can really set the motion for your life. Dear listeners, um, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them on 0779481822. So Radha, Jazakal Khair again for being here with us. I've really, really enjoyed everything you've been discussing before the show, which we were talking about the fears, uh, a little bit more about the work that you do and how you got into and how Allah subhanAllah has led you to it with the intention and the action and reliance on Allah, as you said before the end of the show, that what has helped you is setting the intention, acting upon it. And then um, having that trust in Allah as well. I think I said before the show, before the end of the show, it was before the break. (laughs) I just realized. And now, inshallah, we'll be talking, we'll be moving to talking a little bit more about the shift that you had in 2019 when you made a decision to work on yourself, to stop planning and to start taking action. So if we can focus a little bit more on that, the shift, what happened, how, what was the first the action that you started and kind of that led you to making a lot of those changes? Okay. Um, so in terms of the shift, I feel like I kind of like touched on this uh, previously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with regards to like all of this, um, I think definitely, literally just, it was this thing where I think being a mom of, like, I, I had two kids at the time, yeah. and then I was pregnant, heavily pregnant with my third born. Mm. I was thinking, like, I felt I felt really low. I felt like a failure because I mm. never thought I'll be, like, I always thought of myself as, like, you know, one of this, um, uh, let's just say, like, um, um, in my head at the time I thought it was like the successful working mum, a mum who's just like outside of the house, like she's got like a really top job. And I thought for me that was a standard. Like I thought that's what I wanted in mm-hmm. life. And we mm-hmm. got home literally with two little kids and a newborn. And I was thinking, oh my God, I haven't made anything. Like I felt like I didn't really achieve anything. 
Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I really thought, um, let's just say, like, when I was, like, in my early 20s, I thought I would be able to do something. Like, I did have aspirations, like, to do psychology. I did, at one point, thought, um, think that I'll be able to get into medicine. So I thought, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'll be a psychologist or maybe I'll be a doctor. You know, like, I thought I'll be... Like, I'll have, like, a title, let's just say. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, again, thinking about it, I wasn't doing anything, any of that. Like, the reasons why I had those thoughts was because of what I see and hear around me, like, mm-hmm. the people around me. And I think it's a thing where people kind of, like, glamorize, oh, a working mom, like, like you know, they'll be like, oh, like, people will be like, some aunties will be like, oh, my daughter just gave birth and now she's working. You know, like, mm-hmm. for me, I thought that was, like, a sh- like, the best thing. Like, I wanted to achieve that. And because I didn't really achieve that, I felt hopeless. I felt, mm-hmm. like... I I still didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I still didn't have, like, any passions. Like, I didn't know what I enjoyed. I didn't know who I was. I I basically... I was very low, not going to lie. And I think the biggest changing factor was trying to figure out how can I make myself feel better? Like, what can mm-hmm. I do to make myself feel better? How can I get out of this... Um, negative kind of like how can i get out of this i would say i don't have to word it like i would say like um it was like a negative energy all the time like i wasn't feeling uh motivated i remember waking up in the mornings where i just felt really rubbish mm-hmm. and in the evening i just couldn't wait for the like i just don't want to be around the kids as much like i didn't feel it was i would definitely say i was depressed i was depressed 100 percent um, to the point where I couldn't wait for them just to go to sleep so I can have just quiet time. Mm. Waking mm. up was a struggle for me. Like, you know, like just feel like feeling hopeless, feeling like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing in life. And I was like, I need to find a solution for this. This is like, this is not good. Like mm. this has been ongoing for a few years at the point, at that point, I would say since I had my son. So it was like back in 2019, um, 2014, sorry. Mm-hmm. And imagine from 2014 till like 2019, I was going through the same spiral. Like I was literally going through the same thing. Um, sorry. Yeah, so I was going through the same, I would say the same talk in my head, like the same negative self-talk. I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I still don't know, like, what, like, I've got no ambitions. I've got no passions. I failed. Why am I not, why, why am I not a doctor? Why am I not a psychologist? Why, like, you know, like, the whys, like, I think a lot of it definitely came from Shaitan. And mm-hmm. at the time, I would say 100%, my Iman was at his lowest ever, mm-hmm. ever. And you know, like, when it's like that, I feel like, I used to feel like, oh, even if I pray, like nothing's gonna happen anyways you know like when you just i was very i would say i was very pessimistic yeah and i carried on with that for me i was like dude this is not good like i cannot continue like this Mm. i can't do this like i don't want my kids to see this like i don't want them to remember me as that mom who's always sad and miserable yeah and i think that was definitely when the tables turned for me i was like do you know what i really need to make changes and for me i feel like i have always been like i had like i i did go through like um mental health i would i'm not like proper like diagnosed but you know like um i would say like low all the time like since i was young um Mm -hmm. and i did continue with that and as a result i was so like negative like i was so Mm -hmm. pessimistic like i never i was just low all the time but i was also I was also willing to take action. Like I wanted to do things. So for example, like I'll get involved in community projects, community events, and all of that was volunteer. Like I would do it as a volunteer. I remember literally before I started the whole online thing, I was tutoring and imagine I was charging like 5,000 an hour, which is like nothing. I was traveling back and forth with my little kids, traveling to these, um, to uh, my students' houses, like the, to the houses that I'm teaching. (laughs) And I was going through so much. I was pushing myself. Yeah. Up to the point where I was so exhausted. But for mm-hmm. me, what I noticed in that is I was able to actually do things. Despite me being low, I had a drive. Like, I had this something in me where I really wanted to push myself. Yeah. And I think, I think just, I think I'll going back, I'll definitely say that intention was the biggest factor for me. Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, like making that intention that I really want to change. 
I don't want to be the same. Like, I don't want to be negative all the time. I would say I was like completely negative up to the, mm-hmm. like, I would say I had a, a fixed mindset. Like, I never believed that certain things were possible. I never thought that, I never thought I could be a coach. I never thought I could be like, to be able to market myself. I never thought I'll be, I'll do anything like business related. Cause I used to think, oh, you have to be qualified enough. Oh, you have to go and study like, you know, or oh, you have to be like, you need to have connections or you need to be like popular or like, you know, lots of things that come into your head. But what I realized after making that shift and the intention and seeing progress in my life, the issue was the fact that I was so pessimistic and mm-hmm. all I needed to do was like shift that. Mm-hmm. And now, alhamdulillah, I would say definitely like I've really, I'm, I've got a really big, I would say I'm very big on like having that growth mindset, being positive, um, seeing things as possible, like anything is possible. So example, if I've got an idea in my head, I'll be like, yes, of course you can do it. I get people literally come to me like moms who see me like, um, cause I'm homeschooling. So sometimes I like, I'll organize stuff for the homeschool community. And then I'll be like, oh, I need to go home and I'll cook. Like I've got my grandmother who's some, who I look after sometimes. Um, and I'm doing all of that. And people will be like, how do you manage to do all of that? Like they're mm-hmm. like, I can't do any of that, like, you know? And in my head, I'm like, anything is possible. But mm. I see people like, oh no, like, it's impossible. They put the, you put the, if you put the thought impossible in your head, it's gonna be impossible. But if you feel like, okay, you can do it, of course you can do it. Yeah. And I think that's what I continue, continue doing. And it has helped me so much, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So you change from thinking of the impossible to the possible, mashallah, which yeah, is amazing. Definitely. Stopping with the negativity, I think definitely the biggest factor yeah. in terms of shifting yeah and i'm interested specifically as well but the shift where you said that you've made that intention and things have changed did did it just change automatically or did you need to take specific action oh, of course not automatically i basically so you know when i started the whole i think this um so you know i kind of touched on on this so when i first started it was like i remember there was a day when i was literally googling how to make money from home and i was like getting all these ideas so i got into there was like affiliate marketing i was like what is this so i researched about it and everything and then um from there i <laughs> led me to like fiverr and upwork and then on fiverr like i was trying to like find clients and mm. I did find one particular client and the client basically wanted me to find him a list of affiliate companies so I literally stayed up like all night long imagine the amount of work that I did was crazy and and then he quoted me like I would say I was saying like 15 pounds to do all of that like wow. two days worth of work wow. and at the time I was so excited you know like oh my god someone's actually planet willing to give me money yeah. um pay me like to do this like you know yeah. And imagine after all that work, he ghosted me. <laughs> the guy literally oh ghosted me. And I couldn't, because you know, like Fiverr is like, I feel like there is not a lot of control on like some of these freelancing companies. I was not able to reach out to him. Like I was not able to find him. And I was like, oh my God, he literally made me do all of that. He took the work and just ignored me and not even paid me. Even and though I was paid pounds. That's what I'm saying, literally it was only 15 pounds. Wow. It was only 15 pounds with, with the promise, oh, I'll give you more work right and i was like oh my god but you know what i was like okay this i'm onto something you know i was like mm. i really felt sad i remember the number of times like my husband would be like what's wrong with you stop working day and like you don't need to be working all like all night long mm. like, no i can do this i know i'm doing something like there's some like you know like when you see that progress and you feel so excited and you're like oh my god something like i've discovered mm. something new like i never knew of this world i actually never knew of the online space like the fact that you can actually monetize from the online space i didn't know anything anything mm-hmm. marketing related and it was like you know like through i think that motivation i'm like okay i'm excited now like i need to do more um mm-hmm. and then slowly slowly i think i got into it was facebook facebook mm-hmm. from facebook basically i joined a muslim bloggers um mm-hmm. group actually going going back basically i so i discovered that you can from affiliate market i discovered that you can create a blog mm-hmm. and and then kind of like link your affiliates and i was like do you know what i'm gonna do this so yeah. i sat down and literally learned the ins and outs of how to create a website mm-hmm. and i made a web my first website on wix and at the time um i was like oh wow this is so you know like with wix basically you just like use templates and mm-hmm. stuff and for me i was so excited i was like oh my god this yeah. is so good I'm doing something. And I remember creating the first blog, creating the second blog and not seeing, you know, like 
any progress. I'm like, okay, now I need to figure out how am I supposed to get people to actually view my website? Because, you know, yeah. like obviously you need the number of views and the more people obviously that view, then they can click on your links. Yeah. Um, and at the time, that's when I joined Facebook groups and I found out I didn't even know nothing about Facebook groups. So mm -hmm. I joined Facebook groups and it led me to a Muslim Facebook bloggers group. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's still um, hap I don't know if it's still like live, but it was basically very active at the time, mm -hmm. where people who have like websites, Muslim bloggers, and would basically kind of like connect on there, and you can like share your blogs. And from there, I met my first coach. Mm -hmm. So my first ever coach, um, and this was actually a business coach. Mm -hmm. And of course, I didn't know nothing at the time. Like I was not like I was like, oh my god, like you know, like when this first coach um, kind of like connected with me, and she's talking to me, and I was like, oh my god, this is exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's like uh, you know, I can help you like set up your business and everything. And so I hired my first coach, and imagine mm -hmm. I had no money, literally no money. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can do this, and it cost me about I think it was like. It must have cost me about £1,500. I was like, I can do this. Yeah. I literally, I was like, you know what, I can do this. So I, I basically invested with this coach. And mm. that's where my journey of, so I stopped the whole freelancing thing, like Upwork mm. and all of that. And my journey as a virtual assistant started then. And mm. from then, you know, like started working with, um, the first ever client I, I received was during the period that I was working with the coach. I basically found a client on Facebook. So remember, because mm. I, I learned the whole concept of Facebook groups, I was like, oh, this is exciting. And I started looking for clients on Facebook groups and kind of like promoting myself. And mm. for me, promoting myself was a hard thing because that was something I never thought I'll be able to do. Like I, I always looked down on myself. I always mm. kind of like, I was always that background person, even like volunteering or working community and being in the community kind of like field, I think for a while, I was always the background like, I never mm. thought I'd be able to kind of, like, promote myself. You know, like, try expressing mm. myself in that way was so alien to me. But mm. I did. And I did actually end up working with a client um, based in America and kind of, like, working on... Um, it was an ebook that she wanted to be edited. From there, my journey of, like, you know, how to utilize Canva starts. And it's mm. like, I can do this. This is exciting. You know, like, the whole thing, I think really shifted my eyes like the process like going through obviously I had struggles I went I had nights where I'll cry and I'll be like why am I not like doing much why am I not making money because of course I was also a mum a wife at home and I've got little kids and I literally started mm. neglecting like everything mm. I was so focused on business I didn't care about anything else mm. and I remember that year I think it was Ramadan I think that was the worst well that was one of the worst Ramadans I've ever had only mm. because I was like, I didn't even care. It was so sad. I would fast and everything, you know, like break your yeah. fast, make, uh, make everything quickly. But my head was just like thinking about business all the time. Oh my God, I need to do this with my client. I need to do this with my client. Like it was crazy. And I saw myself kind of like spiraling back into yeah. that, you know, like that low moods. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm doing all of this. I'm working so hard. I'm pushing myself and I'm still feeling low. Then I realized mm -hmm. I was actually burnt out again. I went through that phase where I was pushing myself to the limit. Um, I did end up getting sick. And I was, I remember it was like a day or two. I was, I had to go to hospital. Um, mm -hmm. And then they had to like put fluids in me and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I think I had the coach at the time. I did kind of like talk to her and everything. And I realized, do you know what? The thing is, I, you can make money, you can do things, you can make progress, but you have to work within yourself like you have to work on yourself as well because progress doesn't happen just like that like if you're feeling miserable and low and if you're feeling burnt out that you'll see yourself like okay falling back and you see the progress that you've made literally going the other way like yeah i saw myself struggling in terms of like there was a time there'll, there'll be times when working with clients and I'll struggle to express myself and I'll struggle to set boundaries and like I would work day and night and imagine I'm literally getting let's just say I wasn't like I wasn't charging like large amounts at the time like in the beginning but mm -hmm. I was doing like crazy work I would say almost like full-time work so I'll mm -hmm. work like all night mm -hmm. so there's lots of ups and downs involved but the journey honestly I think I had to go through all that. I always say I had to go through all of that to be where I am now. Like you have to go through struggles in order for you to kind of like, okay, understand, okay, what changes do I need to be making? 
I think going through all of that helped me in terms of being stronger as a person. Like you can struggle, you can go through, you can have like you, you'll go through stress, you'll go through struggles with people, and of course, I had my people pleasing thing where I like to be the best for this person. Like I want this client to see me as the best thing ever. Like I want them to see my work as the best of the best. And don't get me wrong, I did get really good like. Like people be like, oh my god! Like we've never had a virtual system this amazing, but deep inside I was struggling because I was so exhausted. I was like, yeah. oh my god, what am I doing? Yeah. But I think, I think it was I had to go through all of that a hundred percent to shift my perspective yeah. because now I think I've got the tools. So when I go through struggles, when I'm stressed out, I know I can come back. I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna fall down that sinkhole where I'm like, that's it. I can't do anything anymore, and I won't give up. Like I used to have this thing where I used to give up easily. Like I'll start things, give up, start things, give up. But this is the first time in my life where I felt like I was actually doing things and I was mm-hmm. continuing despite the struggles that I was going through, despite yep. any struggles that I go through. Um, yeah. And I guess, as you said, that journey that you went through, it was it, you needed it as part of your self-development to work on those challenges that you had, the negativity, for example, not thinking um, that you're worthy of this work until actually you realise that, oh, the outcome is is actually getting you somewhere. Yeah. And then yeah. kind of like, you know, kind of progress and progress from there. So I feel like that results, as you said, that result of, oh, you know, you can get 15 pounds for this work. It's like it made, it made you kind it of. It really motivates. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Wow. Definitely. So it kind of, it, I just want to highlight on that as well is that, you know, taking action and seeing results can motivate us to move on so sometimes it's just getting yourself to take that action is quite important in order for us to see the result in order for us to keep going and going and going and whatever journeys that we go through is different for everyone yeah. it is a plan from a lot for us to go through those journeys so that we can deal with certain things for you for example is the negativity that you've had and now mashallah it completely changed from negativity to possibility uh, to from the impossible I'm going through struggles i like you know life but yeah. I think I've learned the tools, you know, like to, yeah. like, I've just learned, like, you know what, like at the end of the day, these little things, sometimes they're so small, like yeah. you shouldn't let it kind of like, don't let it ruin your life, like your day. Yeah. Don't let something so small affect you in terms of like how you behave, like how I behave as a mom. Like, you know, like sometimes I'll be, I remember like when I'll be so miserable, I didn't want to, like, I just didn't want to deal with the kids and they'll be like telling me, mom, mom, mom. And I wasn't even there mentally mm-hmm. because I was so focused on like whatever someone said or whatever thought or whatever struggle I went through so wow. so yeah. you won't even you couldn't feel present with your surrounding and your environment and your children no definitely no, no. yeah, yeah. and that's in fact a few weeks ago uh, no actually it was last week yeah last week I had a coach as well who was talking about I think she's a mindset coach as well from what I rec- remember um, and she was talking about the fact that you know coaching and mindset coaching is very important because it allows us to be present and islamically as well this is very important because then we are able to be more present in our salah in our ibadah so it's very important that we do have that kind of connection with ourselves in order for us to be more present so great stuff and we're just going to remind our dear listeners just in case anybody joined us a bit later is that we have Rhoda with us on the show today, who's a mom of four and a community development lead. She has also been in the personal development space for over four years as a business mindset coach, as well as organizing and facilitating, doing public speaking and personal development events for women. Rhoda is sharing with us today how her fears have stopped her from doing things she always wanted to until she decided to work on those fears. Rhoda now helps women with ambitions and plans to act upon them and overcome their mindset hurdles in order to achieve what they want in life. Dear listeners, if you have any questions, please feel free to send them on 0779481822. Rhoda, we have a few minutes before the end of the show, so maybe we can end with, if you can tell us what advice would you give others, and you work with women as well specifically, so those who have ambitions and plans but who have fears, like how you had or could be different fears, but in general who have fears to act upon them, for example, the fear of failure or fear of not being enough and so on. Thank you, Jad. So in terms of, I think one advice would definitely be, be positive. Mm. Like, don't let, so what I've noticed is with a lot of people, they just assume things. You put the thoughts into your heads. You think, I can't do it because, oh, I think 
Like, you just put thoughts into your heads that are so negative, you've not even tried taking action. So what I've noticed, with a lot of people, they don't take action, they just start thinking of all the negatives. Yeah. And then because of these, like, thoughts, you're like, you just give up and then you'll be like, oh, do you know what, I can't do this. Yeah. What you need to do is actually take action. Fail, mm -hmm. like, there's nothing wrong with trying, failing, trying again. Um, things are not always going to be perfect. Mm. Like, we just have to know that things will never be perfect. Like, there's no such thing as perfection anyways. But you need to, like, if you want to do something, if you want to try, let's say you've got a project plan, you want to organize an event, you want to organize, um, you want to organize something for, let's say, even even something as small as, like, um, like for example, like, the homeschool community that I'm in, like, for example, if there's a mom who wants, she wants to organize, like, a book club for young people, What's stopping you? Like, there's always little things I've noticed. Like, if you want to do, if, if there's a business idea that you've got in your mm -hmm. head, and maybe you've been thinking about this business for years, what is it that's stopping you? Think about mm -hmm. it. The other one I would say definitely is to reflect. What, why am I stopping myself? Like, what's holding me back? Mm -hmm. um, I'm very big on, like, journaling and writing down and, like, kind of, like, reflecting on, our, like, my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really look into like you don't reflect self reflect what can i do better like what can i do today to be better than i was yesterday mm. Mm. how can i make myself better and for example i would say if you let's say you kind of like create like good habits how can just, you implement? just to let you know Aroldo, we have about 10 seconds oh sorry about that oh <laughs> um, i would say, say go for it like literally yeah. just take action and go for it don't overthink. It's not going to take you anywhere. Yeah. So action, reflection, and then doing it better, right? Yeah. So for that. Um, thank you so much, Rhoda. I really, really enjoyed this um, conversation with you. And inshallah, I hope the dear, dear listeners, yeah, no problem. And I hope our dear listeners have enjoyed it as well. Dear listeners, do stay tuned for future um, shows as well, which take place on Monday, 6 to 7 p.m. Next week's guest is Nabil Sharif, who is the director of the GMW Network, a platform designed to bring together Muslim change makers looking to collaborate and innovate for better for the betterment of humanity. So, dear listeners, do stay tuned, and inshallah, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.